Oh. From ourselves. And when we have a better setup, we can use the laptop. But. Okay. You mean from our phones? Or from our minds? Oh, right now? Both. Where's your phone? <laughs> In my pocket. Oh, okay, good. It looks like there's cat shit on your lap, but it's treats. It's just treats. It will be cat shit later. Yeah, definitely later it will be. Yeah. And I'll be the one to scoop it. Alright, welcome to episode one of uh, are you listening? Is anyone is anyone listening? Is that what our podcast name is? Is, is anyone listening? Yeah. No, that's got to be used. No, I googled a bunch, and that was the one that was free. There's, what is it again? Is anybody listening? Is anybody? Listening? I said it wrong every time until right now. Or should we <laughs> post it as a question? Is anybody listening? Is anyone listening? It says anybody listening. I just had to check the graphics to make sure. So it's not anyone, it's anybody. It's anybody. Is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? Shut up. Yeah, but that's how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, but anyways, this is the thing. Okay. Uh, everyone who follows me on YouTube who's watching this right now, 335, nobody's even gone away. It's been nine months since I, I've done anything on this channel at all. So they're all not real people. Hey! <laughs> No, no, most of them are, like, uh, local music scene people. Right, right, right. Well, uh, a good portion. Maybe not most. And then, you know, just, me, like, metal friends on the internet and stuff. Do you follow them? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of people that have been on my podcast on this channel, or whatever, it's all metal. I think I follow you. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I had a lot of really good podcasts, actually, on this channel uh, with my... Really? Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Was anybody listening? Shut up. <laughs> um, but like DJ Temple from Without Mercy <coughs> in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like great interview man. Uh, he's been on two or three times. Uh, the guy from Oblivion, Jason Campbell. Uh, Four Giants, this band that's really big in the States, just online, they don't play shows or anything. But still, it's like, you know, been a lot of fun. But it's been nine months. Oh yeah, the last person I interviewed was uh, Mason Sigmund from Sodomize, which is an underground, like, deathcore band from the place where everyone looks like aliens. Dayton, Ohio. Wow. Not everyone. Sorry. Uh, wow, I was going to say some someplace like, <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so Dayton, Dayton Ohio. Uh, everyone looks like aliens there? No, no, there was just a recent... Is because of Photoshop? No, there was a recent, uh, oh, Chris, Chris D'Elia, yeah, podcast that I listened to where he, he was, he was there and he said, if, if there's anywhere that they're hiding the spaceships, it's there because everyone looks like aliens. And I thought it was pretty funny, but my friends on Facebook from Dayton, Ohio, you do not look like aliens. You're all awesome. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure they feel a lot more secure now. Yeah. I made it worse, didn't I? Well, if they cared to begin with. (laughs) <laughs> okay so this is a new podcast that i'm trying uh i'll still do the metal podcast from time to time when someone you know who's in a metal band is around but until then this is probably going to be the thing and that's it and i don't care uh mean you but i still haven't even oh i said the title i did yes yeah. yeah okay but did you say who i am oh no i did not uh so, for those of you who... Ooh, should we leave it a mystery? Who's that girl? Who's that girl? No. Uh, for any of you that have me on Facebook, uh, it's just for a year and a bit has just said, in a relationship. 
That's because my girlfriend does not have the Facebook or Instagram or... The, yeah, yeah. She's just on Messenger, so... Yep. Yeah. Her name is Bruce. Truly is. Yeah. No, her name is Cleo. And she is amazing. And uh, I decided to do this podcast with her because we have a silly time together. And yeah, and we're just super smart and really funny. So uh, I think it'll translate uh, very well. I just lost five <laughs> subscribers, you asshole. How could you? No, no, it's going to be bonkers and probably difficult to listen to. But anyways, uh, this is not a metal podcast, but it is totally going to be uh, a musical sort of based podcast. I mean, every episode will mostly be focusing on one band, but I don't know how long we've been talking, but we haven't even talked about the band at all yet, so there's that. Not even a, a single word. <laughs> By the way, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, uh... We spent all of last winter watching it, and only tonight I realized there was a new season. Yes. And it was, in fact, really hard to set up this equipment after watching the first episode, because I just wanted to binge the whole night. So. Yeah, it was kind of a, are we going to do this? And yes. uh, it, won, it won over episode two. So. Yeah, well, here we are, for some reason. Uh, tonight's episode, we're going to mostly be talking about Queens of the Stone Age. Uh Probably my favorite band of all time, more than any metal band. And Definitely in my top five. Yeah, and that's why they're going to be the first episode. And if this thing ever gets traction, they'll be episode 100, if I remember. Yep. Oh, ep- episode 200, Josh Homme. Do you see it? <laughs> I think he might not like that you call him Josh Homme. Is, is that wrong? I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, it's it's been debated because he has never once admitted to which is the right. That's the smart game. Uh, Keep him asking questions. Most people say Hami, uh, but Josh Hom. Josh Hom. Home. Home or Hom. Home is how I've always said it. So. Because isn't the French word for man's fragrance, Hom? Uh. It's spelled the same. Oh, is it? H O M M E. Right. I wonder if that's just his stage name. It's not right. That's his actual name. Yeah, it's his actual name. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. don't think he's like... I mean, I don't know him. No. I don't think he pulled that move. Hey, do you want to know my favorite thing about a good condenser mic? When you're sharing it between two people from a distance? Um, do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes? Yeah. This. That's my jeans. Should that, that be like question of the of the podcast? What's the sound? What's the sound? <laughs> We're gonna do that now. That is totally. <laughs> now this is our first podcast. <laughs> what's the sound? No, we have to do that from now on. Every episode needs a what's that sound segment. Okay, if this lasts. But I gave the. Well, we can just keep doing it. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many people are listening. True, true, true. Hence the title. Um, but I can. Yeah. So I gave that one away though. I already said jeans. Uh, did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so before Queens of the Stone Age was Queens of the Stone Age, uh, they were Caius. Well, sort of. Uh, was Nick Oliveri in Caius, the bass player, from Queens of the Stone Age? I'm not going to look it up, so. I'm not going to look it up either. I, I honestly did some, like, uh, research uh, before this, but... <laughs> I didn't. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I was like, discography. Oh, by the I way. know that one, that one, that yeah, one, but that I, one. I told you today the band that we were going to talk about. So Yeah, so I had no time. Yeah, but that's fine. 
It's all good. We're just here for a silly time. I so. am going to say I do not think he is in that. Okay, right. But either way... Because uh, he's in uh, Eagles of Death Metal, right? No. no. At least not now. Oh. I don't think so, though. He was in Desert Sessions. Okay. Yeah. Then I don't know. But he That's be- a strong I don't know for me. Right. But uh, I think what happened was he beat his girlfriend... And then uh, got kicked out of Queens of Stone Age. Because oh, yeah. No, I don't think he was in... Okay. No, yeah. no. I know who you're talking about now. And yeah, no, the, he wasn't the in the other one. Okay, so anyways, it started off with Caius. I forget the year. But it all came from the generator party scene in the desert of Palm Desert in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, forget the year. I think I might, might have already said that. Well, that's not helpful. No, it's, it's not helpful, no. And... Uh, although they were just one of many bands that were forged from that scene, and they were a little later in the game because there were bands, you know, almost a decade before that really started that scene. Yeah. But don't you think? I mean, just mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but like, don't you think it's so neat that like Caius and then like um, Queens of Stone Age came out in nineteen ninety eight, and like just like four years prior was like the whole like grunge scene. Yeah. And it's uh. I don't know, I feel like it's so interesting that all of that was kind of happening, like, all while sort of Caius and, like, Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. was going on, and, like, now, I don't know, just, like, everybody knows who Josh Holm is. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just... 90s were wild, I guess, I don't know. 90s were wild, that's what you have? <laughs> Anyways. Well, I was a child, so they were wild for me. Okay, so (laughs) uh, the the sound of Caius was actually a huge part of what Queens of the Stone Age is and especially was. uh, Because what Josh did was he took the advice of this guy named Boomer, who was way older than Josh. He was one of the real founders of that scene in the desert. I forget his band names, but he's considered a music legend. He just never got, like, big, big. I've met, like, eight dogs with the name Boomer. Boomer. Yeah, but it's because he was fat. I guess that's why dogs would be, too. But, uh... <clears throat> anyways. Uh, what Josh did was he would play uh, semi-hollow or hollow-body guitars through bass amps, uh, boosted with a few drive pedals and stuff. And what that did, with the way he crafted it, was you just get this super, you know... Well, everyone knows the sound on the first Queens of the Stone Age album. You know, that's the sound. Mm-hmm. And that's the Kaya's sound, too. So... Just less bad. <laughs> well, the guitars in Kaius are still like that. They're heavy. You know? Yeah, no, what's bad about Kaius? The, the vocals. The vocals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just lost five subscribers. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, totally. Uh, I agree. I love the music of Kaius, but the vocals, like, they didn't age well, you know? Mm-hmm. They were good maybe in that time period, but now mm. it doesn't really work. But what Josh did was he started Queens of the Stone Age directly after Kaius, uh, and took his guitar tone and writing along with him. So the first Queens of the Stone Age album actually sounds like Caius 2.0 in a, in a way with, you know, way better vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way better vocals. It's weird because if you listen to the song Regular John, it doesn't sound like it was mixed very well. Well, actually, that album doesn't sound like it's mixed very well. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, no, it's really not, actually. Trust me. <laughs> I I do. But it's it's a sick album, and I still listen to it and love it. 
uh, it's really muddy and the drums are like all phasey, which means like, uh, like, I don't know how to explain that because I'm retarded, but it's almost like, uh, the drums, each drum is coming through too many mics and then the sound bounces off itself too many times and it sounds weird. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's what I'm trying to say. But obviously from rated R forward, it was just through the roof production value. But I still love that first album, man. Do you know their only album that went platinum was Songs for the Dead? Death? Songs for the Dead. Yeah, I believe that. It's only just... It's Wait. Well, we'll wait. get to that album. This does, this does this to me every time. It's Songs for the Dead. Songs for the Deaf. Deaf, and it's a song for the dead. Yeah. Yes. It, that is for you. Yes. Oh, God. I was listening to that song the other day and going, this always fucks me up because then it makes up the album name with... Dead. Well, because it's songs for the deaf and then songs uh, for the dead at the end. It, yeah, yeah. Fuck, the song's so oh, good. such a good album. <clears throat> but yeah, I just needed to remember that correctly. So, let's go back to the first album. There's like three songs that I can really think of off the top of my head that just crush it for me. Regular John's one of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's about? No. Okay, so uh, a regular John is like... Prostitution? Yeah, yeah. So, it was actually in The Wire the other night. But, uh, Avon, not Avon, uh, Avon's nephew or whatever, uh, some chick comes up to hit on him and he's like, D. D. Some chick comes up to hit on him, like, and she works at the bar. He's like, Do I look like, like some regular to you? And she's like, What do you mean? She's like, Some regular John. Oh, yeah, he does say that. Yeah, to yeah, her. yeah, yeah. She's the prostitute. Well, she's not a prostitute, but she wears glasses. Yeah, so what that means, a regular John is like a, a, a regular customer of prostitutes. Mm-hmm, right. And yeah. the song is indeed about prostitutes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, and the lyrics, when you hear the lyrics and think about it that way, you're like, oh, of course. Uh, so, regular John, uh, Mexicola. Mm-hmm. I really love that song. And, uh, oh my god. It's a mistake, but who knows? Followed you home. Anybody listening to be like, idiot, look at your phone. He said he wouldn't. He said we wouldn't. I didn't say that. I Didn't we? Did we before we started this? No. You said, are we going to just use our brains or our phones? And I said, yes. As in both. That's true. You did. Uh, oh my god, what is that song called? I'm going to look up the track list for this album. Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. This is killing me. Uh, it is... I think it's You Can't Quit Me, baby. No, it's not. Uh, Ooh, I like I Was a Teenage Hand Model. Actually, you know what? Uh, all these songs are pretty sick. When I think that's it. one that where it starts with like a... Which is the one where it starts with a phone? Beep, beep, no. beep, bop. Uh, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's not that for sure. I think it might be this one. It is! You Can't Quit Me, Baby. That's a good one. Oh. And I'm sorry you guys had to listen to me singing and uh faking bass tones but no you love it Mm-mm. <laughs> the worst thing about editing this is going to be hearing myself do things like that yourself <laughs> i sound oh i love you it's gonna be i love you too just because you talk through your nose doesn't mean i don't love you 
<laughs> Burn. Oh. Baby, there's nothing wrong with your voice. This, I wouldn't have insulted you. If I mean, there's nothing wrong. There really was. No, it it's, just sounds it's fine. terrible. I feel this. Listen, every time I've edited a video with me in it, that's what I'm thinking the whole time. And you recorded a video of me today uh, for my pressure washing thing. Because that's what we do now. Because that's what we do now. Apparently, we're making content. <laughs> And uh, when I was listening to myself talk, I was going, fuck. And it's very normal. It's very normal. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So it so, seems. So yeah, you can't quit me, baby. Uh, that sound is actually what kind of came through uh, on every album. Uh, like Rated R, Songs for the Deaf. Deaf. Dead. Deaf. 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 Yeah. It's so funny. Aaron Volgaris. All of them, basically. Uh, Lullabies to Paralyze it, like that middle ground between heavy and pop rock uh, with like killer tones and really weird motifs and I don't know yeah that is what Queen of the Stone Age is did I just define it pretty well? I think you did nice yeah sweet and they were they influenced my favorite modern rock that's coming out now Royal Blood and like a couple Arctic Monkey songs, and Josh actually produced one of Arctic Monkey's uh, albums. Yeah, there's uh, like quite a few photos of them together and like interviews of them together. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer, what's his name? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Irrelevant. You know what's crazy is I don't know Royal Blood's band's members' names either, but I've been listening to them for like a year straight almost every day. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it crazy how when there's sometimes like the music, even though it's it's like it's but the music all the time actually is more important than the artist. I think it's like I, yeah, you made this, but this is more important than you are. For Royal Blood in particular, when I see their music videos, I feel like they're both named Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I feel when I look at them, I'm always like, why are you both named Ryan? I don't know if that's their name or whatever. But to me, they both or look like, like Josh. Ryan. No, not no, even a Josh. Just like a, just Ryan. Brian. Yeah, I still don't know their names, man. It's crazy. But their their music is so good. Yeah. My favorite drums. I was saying that earlier. My favorite drums ever. Yeah. Well, we'll probably do a podcast about them. Yeah, eventually. Not not the most technical drums. Just my favorite drum sound, like the snare on the recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we're going to Rated R. Oh wait, actually. Let's talk about points in our lives related to the albums. When you heard the Queens of the Stone Age self-titled album for the first time, it was recently, right? It was recently, yes. Because I made, I wanted to make you, but I was like, you got to listen to this. like. Yeah, because I had only listened to, my introduction to uh, Queens of the Stone Age was songs for the deaf. Yes. And I listened to that when I was still living here before I moved to Victoria and I just had, like, great memories of driving over, like, the Malahat with my friends. Mm-hmm. And just, like, blasting that album from beginning to end. And just feeling so electric. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. It was just such a good, like, pump-up album. But, like... It very is. It I, very much is. Yeah, it is. it is. But <laughs> I just have such is. fond, fond, lovely, like, memories of yeah. listening to that album. Um, just in that particular time in my life, like late, late teens mm-hmm. coming into my twenties. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, whoa, I have to keep listening to this band. 
Yeah, but I, I was talking about the first album. But I... Recent. I, th- recently, for that one... Yeah, it was good. I kind of listened to, like, regular John, and then I was like, I don't feel as if the vocals production and the instrumental production is equal. Not even close. So, no, it's, 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 so it was, like, yeah. almost a little grating to hear it first. It's Caius 2.0, it's Queens of Stone Age 0.5. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's better than Kai's. It's not quite Queen's yet. It's just an interesting album to listen to after you've already heard everything amazing that they've put out. guess that sound. (laughs) I already forget what our bit was. There's a bit? Well, you know. What's this sound? Well, that's it. I just did the bit. That's it. You didn't forget anything. I forgot what it was called, though. Just watch that sound. What's that sound? That's the bit. Okay. I'll try and remember. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, then we now we can go on to Rated R. Uh, not my number one favorite album by them, but mm-hmm. there's a few really good songs on it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some songs that are really sick, but I don't want to listen to all the time. Like Monster in the Parasol. You That's know what I mean? very good and Dope hilarious. song, but I can't hear it too many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Covered in fur. Yeah. It's just too... Well, that's not the right tune at all, but yeah. No, not even close. Um, <laughs> but it's very circusy, and it's good. Uh, but I, I don't want to listen to that one all the time. But uh, I think I lost my headache. However, do you know the song I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very good. And That's, like, I love how every album has some of that weird shit on it too. And what the art of making enemies? And uh, or the art of keeping a secret? The art of keeping a secret. Yeah. And leg of lamb. Yes. That's probably, like, one of my top five favorite Queen songs. Uh, the video for The Art of Keeping a Secret yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, it's a bad video. And why does he have a earring? I don't know. It doesn't look good at all. No. I'm so glad somebody told him that. But he was so young. You know. Was he? Oh, yeah, he was pretty young. That was his second he? album, yeah. Yeah. That was the first debut, good. like, album. That was the first oh, real album. Oh, little baby, Josh Holm. Yeah. Younger than I am right now, so... Yep. And I still feel pretty young for an almost 30-year-old. Really? Yeah. Wow. Lucky. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. As long as it you can. It slips away so quick. Oh, yeah. Like, you're so old. I am. Yeah? What are you going to do at your funeral next year, then? Grandma? <laughs> what am I going to do at my own funeral? Well, hopefully I'll be incinerated. What a like, stupid question. What was that? <laughs> thrown into the ocean or something okay well we officially can't put this under comedy because i clearly am no comedian oh my God. <laughs> i think they'll be laughing at you well that's still comedy right it's still laughing if it's funny it's funny <laughs> at or with <laughs> oh my god uh yeah but those first two albums for me uh there was no point in my life where it was like oh this is like, I just found this album, and this is Queen of the Stone Age. For me, it was actually Air Vulgaris that launched me hard into them. Really? You gotta think about this. I was still in, like, high school when that came out. That's true. Yeah. And I was a metalhead, hardcore metalhead, mm-hmm. from, like, 14 to 18 or whatever. It was just metal, 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 metal. And then it started off as Metallica, and then it grew into Lamb of God, and then it went less commercial and more technical. And right. And then, and then it became like John Petrucci, Steve Vai, all those crazy guitar players. And then it became like, oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Queens of the Stone Age. There was like some, and that didn't happen until 
I was probably 19 years old, but it was actually like 17 to 18 when I first really heard like threes and sevens and a few other songs, Misfit Love and stuff from Air Vulgaris. Hmm. So Air Vulgaris is the album that got me kind of into them, but the one we're moving on to now is my favorite. It's got to be one of the yeah. best albums ever made. The Songs for the Deaf. It has, yeah, like, <coughs> it's consistently good. It has a story. Yeah. It has this wacky theme and, like, all the radio jabber and shit. It's so good, man. It, yeah. I have nothing but love for that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the intro track Millionaire? Uh, no, the intro track is just like a little, um, like, short instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, you think I ain't worth and a And then dollar. it's Millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, that's Millionaire, number two. I know, well, it's actually called, yeah, you think I ain't worth a dollar, but maybe um, I feel like a millionaire, but. Yeah. I just call it Millionaire, because it's a lot easier. I love the lyric, be movie, give me some gar. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually fucked up. It doesn't have song three on it. Oh, weird. Or six. Yeah. I don't need to look at any list for this album. No, I don't really either. I just... I don't know. Yeah, so... It's good to have for reference. The two... Uh, two songs that are probably the reason that this album went platinum are No One Knows and Go With The Flow. Yeah. Which I still out... listen to every day, almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still listen to a lot of this album most days, probably. Um, but No One Knows came out first. And it was awesome because I didn't realize that Dave Grohl was actually, like, a part of that band. And I remember first yeah. seeing the video. I mean, like, what is Dave Grohl doing here? This mm-hmm. is so bizarre. And then I like the whole theme of it where they're kind of like hunters or whatever. Oh, yeah. No one knows. And then the deer kills them and their heads on the wall. Yeah. And Go With The Flow is such a good video. I think it's it's the most creative video they've ever done. Yes, I agree. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hit the mic. You should have heard that. What? You see, Cleo is not wearing headphones, but I am. And I just kicked the chair and went... And then everyone who was listening went, oh, fuck. Yeah, I barely noticed. Well, of course, because you're not wearing the headphones. What does that feel like, by the way? Oh, I'm, I've done this so much that it's just normal. Does it hurt your ears? No. Oh. They're not tight at all. Nice. Yeah. So by the time I got into this album, I was pretty heavy into drugs. No, no, that's actually a lie. Uh, Are we opening up that chapter in your life? or? Oh, it happens every time I do a podcast. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, no, I was more so dabbling to be, uh, to be more accurate. I was more so dabbling and wait, guess that sound. I'm not going to say what it is. You just got to guess it. Um, do you think we should just do it once in an episode? <laughs> probably. <laughs> At what point is it too much? I just love I, it. I feel like we might have we might have reached it. But it brings me joy. Great joy. You know, just to do that. Well, I'm not here to take joy away from you, so. Mm, okay. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, this album. And I think alcohol was probably the, my main driver when I was super into this album. And, you know, it's a great song to listen to when you're drinking. And Al- sometimes album. while driving. Album. Uh, and while drinking and driving. Uh, 
What's up, Ditch? Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> no. Don't drink and drive. Hey, I've got a perfect driving record. It wasn't me. Yep. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Lullabies came out next, right? Indeed it did. Yeah, so Lullabies Paralyzed. Uh, my second favorite album right now. The order kind of switches up from time to time. But... Yeah. Songs of Death is always going to be my number one. Yeah. But that's because of all the, like, amazing memories I have connected to it. So automatically my brain is like, oh, perfect, perfect. Like, it's like rainbows when I think about it. And when I listen to it, it just, uh, it makes me feel all fuzzy inside or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely Lullabies is number two. Nice. So that's both of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, it's like you can headbang to most of the songs and dance to most of the same songs. It's like, or, you know, bang or party. It's like, it's just good music. It's a really good mix of great songs. Oh, and what we were talking about the other day, too, um, about how, like, Queens is great because every time you listen to a song, Mm. you kind of hear something different. Yes. And I was listening to Who's in the Wolf. Yes. The other day. And while we were in Newfoundland, we listened to it in the car. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was this different part in the background that I could hear. It was, like, a wooing or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never noticed that before. And currently, it's my favorite song I listen to right now. Is Do you know musical. why you noticed it? Because you heard it in a different sound system. Like... Right, yeah. That's the crazy thing, man. Every car has a different, like, EQ curve. Like, you'll just hear different things, like, in the mix. But I feel like... An- I, I don't think I ever noticed it before in my with earbuds, but now that I know it's there, oh yeah, yeah, I can't, uh, you not can't unhear it. it. No, of course, but um, I definitely noticed that's like when we were listening to some Queens of Stone Age songs in my dad's car mm-hmm. when I was driving it back in Newfoundland. I was hearing things that I had never heard before in Queens of Stone Age songs, and then if you if you listen to them Crooked Vultures on the laptop versus headphones versus it's the same idea. There's like all these little details. Yeah, smooth sailing. I'm still hearing things I didn't realize were there. Music video version or non? Uh, both. But what they did in the music video version with blending the car engine and peeling out with the chorus, mm-hmm. which I paid attention to. We just jumped a few albums ahead, by the way, but that's fine. Um, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want yeah. to do. And smooth sailing is just a sweet song. Yeah, but there's so many layers of guitar and so many things happening in that song. It's actually pretty crazy. And the first time I heard it, I I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty, like, you know, it's a cool song, whatever. And now I'm like, this song is insane. It's a really good song. A lot of work. It's not a yawn cast, it's a podcast, was it? <laughs> should I... I should edit well, that. Well, some out. of us had to work today. That's that's not funny, and I'm gonna delete it. <laughs> Yawn, Cass. That was actually pretty good. I don't think it is, man. Um, so some tracks on lullabies that come out to me. Did you say lullabies? Yeah, to paralyze. <laughs> lullabies. I just heard it. I sorry, I heard lullabies. You. To compare the the two words together, buys is a word. No, like newfie. I just I I envisioned it with a Z. Lullabies paralyze. Lullabies. The two words combined. I thought that's what you did. 
was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Uh. <laughs> but no, 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 never mind, never mind. That's not what you did. So. No. Edit that out. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave it in there and shame you. No. <laughs> uh, episode one. Uh, lullabies, <laughs> queens of the Stone Age. That's we're gonna. The intro and outro is gonna be you doing that. That's actually. I'm just kidding. Don't don't. Oh god, guys, she's got a knife. Don't even. <laughs> okay, good. I was making sure lullabies didn't have a Z in it. No, no, it does not. I just have to double check. Can never be too sure. Yeah. Okay, so you like in my head a lot, but I do too. But I don't think it's one of my favorite. Uh, Tangled up in plaid, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Really knocks it out of the park for me. I just like in Killer my head because tone. it's like their version of like a love song yeah. or whatever, right? No. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's you know, it's all kind of sexual. Yeah, but, but they have like the yeah yeah in it, and it's just kind of like quirky. It's their Beatles love song. Yeah. Yeah. And it just sounds so good. It's a dope song. No, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, yeah, Tinkle Up and Plaid. Oh, oh, oh. Who's in uh, the wolf? Uh, who's, someone's in the wolf. Someone's in the wolf. And uh, The Blood is Love. There the you go. The Blood is Love. Yeah. Because oh, they're the I heaviest. Like there was, oh, I really love Medication. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Medication. Yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah, the way it opens up is really sweet. Yeah, yeah, so good. That's a great album. And one of my favorite driving albums. Oh, this one really hits me hard when it comes to, like, where were you when you listened to this album? Uh, actually, so lullabies would have been when I was 21. I was driving around in a golden uh, Chevy Cavalier in small town Newfoundland. I had flunked out of uh, university and failed and had to move back to my parents' house in the small town. And I was fucking just ripping around and listening to Queens of the Stone Age and snorting uh, Oxycontin. In its various forms. And so, I was with you until the snorting the drugs. Well, I mean, that's what I did. I mean, no shame. I'm just yeah. saying. That's where. And smoking plenty of weed. And I gotta tell you, man. It felt good. <laughs> it felt good, but. Yeah, I uh, think that's the whole point of Oxycontin. Yeah, but. It felt good until I got addicted. And then had to drop shit. And then it didn't feel so good for a long time. Yeah. So I'm not condoning drug use, but when I think back to those memories, you know, it's like, I was definitely loving life, man, just driving around that small town. And that's probably why I was doing the drugs, because I was just, I had, I had nothing, just, you know? Yeah. All, you know, just ripping around this small town with, like, my three friends all the time getting fucked up. There's nothing else to, to really achieve for. And that's why I'm in BC. But anyways, that album really, really... Sometimes when I hear those songs, I'm basically just, I feel like I'm on opiates. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> this song is like a pill. Yeah. And then we, what came after that? Uh, In Vulgaris. Air Vulgaris, of Air course. Vulgaris. Of course, Air Vulgaris came next. Yeah, you see, well, the, at least there's proof we're not looking at a screen or anything. We're <laughs> like, wait, what's the next one? You're like, and a Vulgaris. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always think it's in vulgaris? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but it doesn't sound good. Mm-mm. But yeah, uh, Air Vulgaris is actually a sweet album too. And definitely part of my party phase. Uh, it feels darker. Like I, feel I don't like, think so, what? actually. No. I don't know. I 
Maybe it's because no, I definitely. I think feel like it was the adapted. beginning of them adopting, like a real modern, pop, rock thing. Like, uh, it's oh oh maybe oh, the themes sadder. Of you mean sadder? Maybe. Yeah, just, that's the, when they got the, more emotional. The more uh, more emotional, not darker. I think like, songs for the deaf and, and like a lot of the stuff on lullabies is dark because it's like evil sounding and like dark but yeah Airball Garrison forward is more like about mortality hating yourself da 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 a serious <laughs> depressing shit yeah I guess I could see that yeah. I just I guess whenever I listen to it I think like oh this is maybe I do think yeah slightly more depressing yeah than... I was gonna think dark cause it's like it's a very poppy album Misfit Love uh Threes and Sevens Make It With You most I don't like that song. I don't like the video either. No. It's so cringe. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I could have done without that in my life, for sure. It's like you guys were sexy because you didn't try to look sexy, and now you're trying to in a video, and it's very strange. <laughs> Wait, is Make It With You on that one, or is that in on... Air Vulgaris. Air Vulgaris? 100%. Like, I mean 100%, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. I just want No, to it is. It, it is. It is, yes. Yeah, I guess looking at the songs... What comes after it? Air Vol- or, uh, I'm Designer? No. No. Which is uh, fucking sweet, too. Yeah. Threes and Sevens. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which is a good song. Yeah. But I love uh, River in the Road and Run, Pig, Run. It's funny, because those are two of the songs that took me a while to like. And uh, I'm Designer is pretty good, too. Yeah. And Battery Acid's pretty dope. Battery Acid's sick. That was my ringtone for like two years. Oh, that must have been so abrasive. I'm abrasive. <laughs> Oops. You found your matching song. Mm-hmm. Dude, I like. I go for walk. I go walking down the street and people just stare at me. I don't even know what's going on. I just... uh-huh. Yeah. I'm abrasive. No, I don't think so. Just wonking around. Is wonking a word? No, it's not. I just made it. But it's something that abrasive people say. <laughs> wonking around. W-O- I don't walk. I won't. <laughs> W-O-N-K-I-N apostrophe. <laughs> round. Wonking round. Yeah. Ugh. So, was it Vampires next? Vampire of Time and Memory? Uh, yeah. Or is that a song? That <laughs> is... Like Clockwork is the next one. Oh. Because after that... Villains. Is Villains. Vampire Time Memory is a song on Like Clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Man, I'm sorry guys. I claim to be a super fan and the discography I had to... Well, when you can't keep your everyday in... In order, it's kind of tough to do with albums, too. So. I'm going to murder you tonight. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, is though, when I when I think of Queens, for whatever reason, I always put in um, Them Crooked Vultures between Era Vulgaris and yeah. Like Clockwork because it did come out in between those two albums. To be honest. Because Like Clockwork came out in 2014, yeah. and Era Vulgaris was like, what, 2007 or nine? 
Seven, and then yeah. them crooked vultures came out in two thousand nine. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. But. Oh my God! You know what? No. Before I even flunked out of college, I was super into them crooked vultures. I think I might have been into that project before I really dove into the Queens of Stone Age. That could be. No, I'm pretty sure I learned I learned that album on guitar first. Yeah, before I was partying much at all. I mean, I always drank a little bit. And I smoked a little bit of weed, like, here and there when I was in university. But it wasn't until I dropped out of university that I was, like, chronically smoking weed and doing things like ecstasy and cocaine. Goddamn. Queens of Stone Age. It's, like, when I was younger, it was kind of, like, I identified with it because I was, like, getting fucked up all the time. Which I'm sure it's their market for... A big part of it. But now that I'm older, it's more so just appreciating, like, insane recording quality, insane attention to detail, and, like, good music. It makes me look kind of... For a white guy, I want to swing my hips pretty hard, so... It's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice when you can, like, sort of evolve with a band. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah. Because, you know, they've been recording since... Queens of the Stone Age, at least since 1998, mm-hmm. is 2019. That's a big chunk of our lives. Yeah. Yo, those last two albums, I always get them mixed up and forget their names. And I and which song is on which album? Because it all just sounds like that. It's like a new era of Queens. It all sounds like. Well, they're the both fairly era, but... short albums too. I think I think yeah. Villains is only 11 songs. Right. And I think like Clockwork is only 12. Right. So there's only two new albums. Yeah. There's nothing after that? No. No. Crazy. Because they're going to put out, what, Desert Sessions? Yeah, that's, uh, I think it's it's either 11 and 12 or 12 and 13. Like, it's like, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. One or the other. Yeah. I wonder what's the story behind that. No, because they're all like that. It's like, Desert Sessions 1 and 2 is a release. Oh, okay. 3 and 4 is a release, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I was checking that out the other day. And then, yeah, them Crooked Vultures. So that was 2009? I'm pretty sure, yeah. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Powerhouse. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. It would be so weird to make an album with a guy who made Led Zeppelin. Right? Do you know they just literally called and asked? They literally just called and asked. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. But how cool <laughs> that is of, like, JPJ, where yeah. he was just like, yeah, uh, uh, of course, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I really like hearing stories about, like, musicians who just like to make music. Yeah. And, like, maybe not just any music, but they're just so willing to just be like, okay, yeah, let's just let's just go with this. Let's just do this. Yeah. And see what turns out. Oh, man, and that record is so, so dope. Yeah, those are... Th- those are three guys who every time they touch something, it works. Yeah. Every time. For, every time. But all f- kind of for like different reasons. doesn't well. matter though. Oh, no. I'm just saying. It's like yeah. they all have something different to offer. Uh, Dave Grohl, every time he touches something, well, every time he touches something, it works because he touched him. Uh, because. <laughs> Let's uh, be clear. We don't know if he's touched somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's because Dave Grohl is kind of smart about the music he writes and he knows it's very consumable. Yes. Uh, 
for Josh Hom or Hami or Home, however you say that, it's because uh, of how much he doesn't like. He's literally just making art that fulfills him, to and also covering up his own sound to a degree that makes him that successful. I mean, it certainly comes across that way. No, no, no that's we don't know him personally, but yeah. I mean, uh, the th- like six, it feels genuine. The six hours of interviews and podcasts I listened to the other night that was what he said he's like I fire people if they're not in it to bow down to the gods of rock and roll that's literally what he said I don't even know what to make of a statement like that who are the gods of rock and roll well you know how he's a very whatever his definition is he's, Josh is super eccentric and like what he was basically saying throughout all these podcasts was uh, he he just what Boomer taught him was to carve out his own sound. Right. And that's all he's been doing. And just be super. And Iggy Pop taught him to be as literal in his lyrics as he wants to oh, be. Oh, yeah, because he went on tour with Iggy Pop. Oh, I'm sure no, he met well, Iggy no, Pop no. years before then. No. Uh, listening to Iggy Pop influenced him to write more literal about how he felt. Yeah. Uh, but he did also later in life tour with Iggy Pop and play played with Iggy Pop, like, did a project with him or an album or whatever. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah, I remember seeing him on, I don't know what talk show it was, mm-hmm. and, like, Iggy Pop was, like, dwarfed by Josh. <laughs> yeah. And Iggy Pop was shirtless, and Josh was in this, like, really gorgeous, flashy suit. Yeah. Hair slicked back. Yeah, the whole, so good. every time they played, yeah. 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 And you just like, and like the chair just looked too small for his gigantic body. Mm. Whereas Iggy Pop had plenty of room to spare in his tiny chair. A couple of years ago, maybe two or three, I saw that project and uh, just on like the internet. And they did some late show or whatever. And they were all standing up and shit. And yeah, Josh was like dressed up to the nines. He knows how to dress, that's for sure. Yeah. But he was like the face of the. Yves Saint Laurent campaign for a while too. Right. So it's like, if Yves Saint Laurent is giving them, giving him clothes, they're always gonna look good. I was a teenage hand model. Yeah. <laughs> now you are a model. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So we just slammed through all the albums. No, we didn't. Not really. What did we miss? We didn't touch really on like clockwork, and we didn't really talk about villains. Because I said I, I don't really know which song is on each one. So, you still like those albums? Okay, so like clockwork, our goddess the sun was the opening. That was the single that came out. I yeah. remember that before the album did that came out. Uh, what else is on that? Uh, oh, keep your eyes peeled. Dope song. Yep. I appear missing. Look, I know this album. You know this album. I appear missing. Uh, if I had a tail. Yeah, and I like that song a lot too. Uh, the Vampire Time of Memory is on this one. Yep. Uh, I don't like that one as much, but it's good. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, <clears throat> what's the one we listen to all the time? Uh, the Evil Has Landed? That's on that one. That's on Villains. See? God damn it! That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. I thought I was the expert this whole time. <laughs> Defeat, it's me. <laughs> I am the super fan. <laughs> yeah. So which means we can jump to that one. So villains is on that. Wait, what about what about smooth sailing? Smooth sailing is on like clockwork. 
It's so confusing. I always think that's on the newest album. You see, it's not confusing to me because when I listen to like Clockwork, I'm like, all of these make sense in this album. The smooth sailing sounds like the next album to me. It, it kind of does, but because when, it's a clear production value where the other ones are all crazy. But when I listen to vil- villains, I lis- when I listen to all the villains, I'm like, all these make sense together. So I don't get them confused because I think yeah. of them as an album as a whole and not just the song. Yeah. I do that with all the other ones, but the last two. Yeah. Oh, I sat by the ocean. Oh. Wait. That's like Clockwork. Yes. I love that song. I think I like. I think I actually like like Clockwork more than villains. Villains. Yeah, I think I do too. Actually. Yeah. Weird. Not but weird. the evil has. Well, it's not weird. Weird. Evil has Land is sick. Is so so good. Yeah. And we just figured out what the lyrics were. Yes, domesticated animals. Yeah. Don't know which one that's from, but it's sick. That's from villains. That's okay. I I don't know. I think that it's funny to me that you... Which album did you say that you were like, oh, this is really experimental for him? Was it them Cricket Vultures? Experimental like, for him. For, for like a Josh Home project. I can't remember what we were listening to, but you're like, this is kind of like his version of experimental or whatever. Because I was talking about Phantomas. But I was, I was talking like, about a specific album? Yeah, I think we were ta- I think, And I think you mentioned, like, them crooked vultures. But to mm. me, listening to Villains, it's, like, so off the wall. I don't think Villains is experimental. I was talking about a song. And Maybe. I, and I was saying how every album has a couple of songs that, are consider- that I would consider experimental. No, you definitely mentioned an album. Songs for the... For the Deaf is the most experimental one. I don't know. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. But for me, listening to Villains, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it just don't... I was saying ballads. Like, there's more ballads on it. No, we were talking about ballads in that past conversation from, like, a year ago. Lullabies has, like, two experimental songs. Air Vulgaris is pretty... They all kind of are in their own way. I guess. That's why I like it. Yeah. And that's why I like it. But Villains has like two, there's like two or three songs that I really like. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I'm kind of like, eh, sort of a pass on the album. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that album is still a lot better than a lot of the rock music I listen to. Yeah. Excuse me, or I've heard now, recently, so. Yeah. If you want to know, like, why I like songs for, uh, songs for the deaf so much more than any of the newer albums, when I was driving to work the other day, in my truck with subwoofers and all that jazz, uh, I was listening to No One Knows, and the drums sounded like a, like a 2019 production, like just so clear and so heavy and so on top of the mix, just like Royal Blood. And then you listen to the newer stuff, and it's more muddied together. I think I like... The reason why I like that music video is because you get to see Dave Grohl play the drums in that song. And you just think, like, as somebody who's never played the drums ever in their life, I would just be like... I would collapse after that, I think. That's not even, like, one of the crazier songs for him, so... 
Yeah, I know, like but songs, it's like, watch, uh, it's because dude. the way his arms, and yeah. you're like, oh, he hits so hard, and you can see it. But he really does, yeah. Yeah. That's they, why it sounds so good on the recording. Yeah, and I just feel like, when I watch it, I'm just like, oh my god, how are you not just, like, done mm-hmm. after that? Because it's so much. So More bots! Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, okay. What is it? Uh, when them Crooked Vultures were recording the album, there's like, they put a bunch of, like, uh, feature shit on YouTube, and there's like this... Like, before memes were really memes, there was, like, a, a little, like, Vine-length video of Dave Grohl being, like, in session with them, just going, more bots! More bots! And standing in front of the coffee machine, just screaming at it, like, more bots! <laughs> but, yeah, he hits hard, and he's a maniac. Yeah. That's why it sounds so good. But, uh, it's not just that, it's also the producer and who makes the album and the sound they're going for. And for that album in particular, they were going for a heavy sound, so they put the drums right on top. Yeah. Uh, what's the album right after that again? It's it's not Era, right after Song... No, it's Lullabies. Yes. And then it went less heavy. Yes. But the guitars are so loud. I love that album. Yeah. In my head, actually. The guitar tone is sweet. Uh, Burn the Witch, too. Yes. Yeah. Although I don't like that song, Little Sister. Why? I don't... I just... I don't like it. I do. I can't get behind it. I do. The guitar tone's so good. Plus his hair looks dumb in that music video. Yeah. Why go long? He doesn't look good like that. (laughs) I don't know. But they just did a platinum album, so that's literally when he's gonna be like, "I don't you care the a- least." Yes. No, you care the most. After you do something that like, you've never you've like broken your own personal records of something, you gotta care the most after that. Because hmm. that's when the pressure's on, baby. Right. What are you gonna do next? What's it gonna be like? Is it gonna do as well? What are the hits? The thing, though, is that not all the videos from that album have him with hair like that. No, I know. I just, uh, I think it's that particular video. You know the video for uh, In My Head? Yes. There's an interview where they're like, oh, my fucking God. Like, the worst fucking video ever. That video sucks. That's a shit fucking, like, they're literally just ripping on the video. It's so bad. It is, and they were talking. It's the worst video we've ever done. Like that's literally what they're saying. Like, I can't believe. Like, I don't know who signed off on that video. Yeah. But all it is is just this like woman, who's like getting ready. Yeah. Or whatever, and I understand the sentiment of it. Yeah. Like, oh, you're excited. You're gonna see the person that you love, or whatever. And it's like getting to see the porcelain of this hot woman, and. Yeah, of course know. she's hot. She's in a video. But it's like, that's it. There's nothing... It's not like like she sees the person she wants at the end of it. It's just her getting ready. And then it ends. There's It's so anticlimactic. Yeah. And then they're in it, but they're not really doing anything. Yeah, what the it's fuck? It's like is? Not, she's not even getting ready to go see a Queens of the Stone Age concert. Yeah. In which would have made more sense. In the interview, it was like, so what do you guys learn in like the decade of making music or whatever? And it's like... Uh, we learn when to walk off video sets when we know the video's about to suck. <laughs> it's like, have you seen the In My Head video? <laughs> the video fucking sucks. 
Yeah, it's a good interview. I would, I would actually stream it right now on this podcast if, you know, it didn't mean I would have to take the podcast down or have ads put on it and not make any money from the ads. You know, I don't really think our podcast right now constitutes advertisement, so. Nope. No one's going to pay money for this. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, speaking of that. Yeah. Guess that sound. I think what's best is you find that so funny. <laughs> I love it. Particularly on how obvious that one sound was. They'll never get it. They'll never get it. <laughs> Wait, one more try. One more try. Okay. It's going to be... This is tough. <laughs> is it your laughter? Is that the guess? <laughs> This is actually just the sound of Carrie getting drunker. Hey! <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's already obvious. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, I forget all the other band members of the band except for Josh. And and, and that one guy who's in so many other things. Mark Vaughn. No. No. I don't think that's his name. But you know who I'm talking Dead the, Weather. The black-haired guitar player guy. He was in, he's in, like, he tours with Rock and Tours. Yeah. Um, he's played with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Black Hair. Perfect Circle. Was he in Perfect Circle? He's played with. Oh, played with, yeah. I mean, that's the same, so. But, oh, God, and I can never remember his name, but he's wicked talented. Yeah. He could, he could basically write a book on... I would love to read a, one of like if he put out a book on all of his experiences and all those different bands. Do you want? Damn, know. that would be a good read. If he made a self help book about being in bands, <laughs> it, no, no, no. Here's how it would read: It would go, "How to be in all the most famous bands in the world," and then it would be one sentence, and you would open it up, and it would be like this big. Nobody can see this, but I'm just doing the like crushing your head thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it would say. Uh, Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Is it because you don't know? No, no, I know, I know. Uh, it would... <laughs> fuck, what are we talking about? Okay, so how to be in the most popular bands in North America. Oh, it would say, uh, just be chill on tour. Just be chill on tour. Yeah. <laughs> don't cause a ruckus. <laughs> Stay in line. Yeah. And you two can be rich and unknown. No, no, bow down to the gods of rock and Josh won't fire me. Yeah. <laughs> you can be super rich, but no one will know. Man. Actually. I'm sorry about that, man. I keep making mic sounds. What was that sound? I'm saying I'm sorry to the to the listeners. Yeah, but what was the sound? Well, like? every time every time I kind of move, I, I hit the chair with my foot and then... Uh, it's part of the game. The mic, it's part of the game. Does it sound like a fart? Like on the but wire. It, it sounds like a fart. You're right, dude. The the like second episode of my metal cop po- cod past. I almost said cod past. The second episode of my metal podcast was called farting mics. Yep. Literally called farting mics, because that kept happening. So there you go. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We're done. That's it, the end of it. Dude, that's it. I mean, we gotta have a game plan next time. What do you mean? That went by so fast. It was so off the rails. No, it was not. That was amazing. Uh, it was perfect. The best podcast I've ever done. And I've done podcasts with lots of people. I feel badly that that's your best experience. 
Dude, that was perfect. It was really funny. Alright. Uh, well, I mean, it can only go up from here, we would hope. Mm-hmm. Don't be so negative. I think that's hopeful. Oh, dear.